Avast there, Travis. How are ye this fine morning? Um, hey, Joel. Nice parrot. Polly wants cans corner. Huh? I'm a pirate captain today, and I'm ready to go aboard them and hoist the fun. Uh-huh. So if you're a captain, where's your crew? Arr, they were a mutinous lot. They marooned me and Polly and sailed away. Traitors? Ah! Now I wish to listen to Kids Corner and forget our worries. We can do that. Is that a real peg leg? Start up the episode, me hearty. Arr! So, what do you think of the Hispaniola, Captain Laura? She is a fine vessel indeed, Lady Fiona. Our voyage will certainly benefit from your generosity. I must inquire where you hired your crew. Ah, I can't deny that this was a difficult venture. With the secret nature of our mission, few sailors are willing to sign up. You mean the buried treasure? Buried? (laughs) Wherever did you get that notion? I didn't tell, I mean, say anything to you about Flint's treasure. Flint's treasure? The villain of the Caribbean? Going after his treasure? Look here, how did you come to hearing about this alleged treasure hunt? One of the deckhands told me, which leads me back to my question. Where did you find this crew? It wasn't easy, but as luck would have it, the ship's cook was very helpful with finding sailors for the voyage. Uh, cook? Milady. Captain, ship's cook, wrong John Dustin with breakfast. Thank you, Mr. Jacobs. Send him in. Ahoy there, Captain. Glad to meet you. Fiona said she had the best officer in the business, and I never doubted the quality for a second. You are too kind. To celebrate this new voyage, I've prepared a breakfast to rival no others. Pancakes, bacon, eggs, sausages, toast, marmalade. Looks delicious. Did you manage the, um, lobster omelets? Indeed I did, mother. So, Destin, I heard that you played a large part in hiring the scoundrels that we generously call a crew on this ship. Aye, that I did, Captain. These lads and I have sailed halfway around the world and back. I would trust any one of them with my own life. A final collection of salts you never did see. Hmm, that will remain to be seen. Look, Captain, you seem to be a little irritated this morning. Why don't you try some of my morning tea and listen to a radio program to set your mind at ease? I could do with this pot of tea. Very well, a small cup and one program. As you wish. Poor tea, Fiona. No, thanks. I do thank you, though. Oh, not at all. You want any, Dustin? Mr. Jacobs, I'm a kid. We don't drink tea. Nonsense. I know a great many people who drank tea as children. Oh. Still, I think I'll stick to orange juice. That's fine. Enjoying your book? Yeah. They're getting ready to set sail. Set sail? Which book is that? Treasure Island. Oh, a classic. Robert Louis Stevenson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's about pirates, so it can't be that bad. Hard to argue with that. Hey, guys. Good morning, Laura. Would you care for some tea? Um, yeah, sure. 
Looks like you've got something on your mind. Anything I can help with? I don't think so, Mr. Jacobs. Not unless you want to talk my parents into letting me go on a road trip with my friends. A road trip? Oh, that does sound like fun. Yeah. Why will your parents let you go? I don't know. They said something about not wanting me to get into trouble. Trouble? Won't you have a grown-up going with you to make sure you're okay? Well, no. Aubrey just got her license last month, and her parents are going out of town, so she's going to take the other car around the state. She said that she knows a bunch of colleges where they throw some fun parties, and she invited a bunch of us girls to go along. Oh my. Oh my is right. Yeah, my parents are being totally unfair. That's not, um, I've got to think about this. Agreed. Think about what? Yeah, will you help me? I'll do my best. Why don't you listen to the radio as Fiona and I discuss this? All right. Thanks, you guys. So, have you guys come up with a way to help Laura be able to go with her friends on their trip? Yeah. Will you call my parents for me? I don't think so, Laura. Oh, that's fine. Thought I'd ask. The thing is, um, well, we agree with your parents on this one. Come on! My parents worry too much. They say that they don't want me to get into trouble, but I never get into trouble. In fact, of all the girls going on this trip, I'd be the one that gets into trouble the least. And that's why I think your parents are worried. Wait, her parents are worried because she doesn't get in trouble? I'm confused. What Lionel means, Destin, is that Laura's parents might be concerned that these older girls will get in trouble. And when you are hanging out with people who are getting into trouble, there's a good chance you'll be getting into trouble too. But I'm not that kind of person. I know what's right and what isn't. As long as I'm doing the right thing, there shouldn't be a problem, right? She's got a point. It sounds like a good point. Unfortunately, that's not how it works the majority of the time. What does the Bible have to say about it? Lots. Lots? Lots. Oh. Like what? Well, for instance, there's Proverbs 13.20, where God tells us that spending time with unwise people will lead to getting hurt. And Proverbs 22 has a couple verses warning against having friends that lose their temper, as that will lead us to do the same. And then there's 1 Corinthians 5, Psalm 1.1, Proverbs 14.7. So, do you have a script about one of these verses, Mr. Jacobs? I think I have something that might be relevant. Shall I go look for it? Please? And we'll listen to the radio. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the fabulous drama, The Sweet Spring, an adapted biblical proverb about purity. Once upon a time, in the rolling plains, there was a small spring. Hi there, name's Duncan. I live here along the banks of Clearwater Pond, the cleanest, most freshest body of water you'll ever visit. For years, Duncan took care of the little pond, trimming the trees, scooping the algae, and feeding the animals. It's the least I can do. The spring gives me fresh water, a good place to swim, and every once in a while, I get a nice fish dinner. Oh, I've got a bite. Hold that thought. Come here, you. But one day, Duncan had a visitor. Say there, friend. Looks like you got a monster at the end of that line. Ah! He got away. I was so close. He had to have been four feet. Right. Look, I just wanted to introduce myself. 
Greta Vancouver, and this is my assistant, Roxanne. Charmed. We're looking at building a soup factory over yonder and wanting to get a feel for the lay of the land. You like soup, son? I mean, sure. I like this pond, sir. Yes, I do indeed. Would you ever consider selling the water rights to this land? A soup factory could use a water source, and this looks mighty clean to me, wouldn't you say, Roxanne? Indubitably. What do you say, lad? We got a deal? I don't think so. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll be by later. See how you're doing. Say goodbye, Roxanne. Farewell. Yeah, bye. Duncan wasn't sure about his new neighbor. He wanted to be friendly. But he liked his clear pool of water, and the thought of giving up the rights to the pond just didn't seem right. A few months went by, and the soup factory was finished. After the opening ceremony, two familiar faces appeared at Duncan's front door. Good morning, neighbor. Lovely day. Say hello, Roxanne. Morning. Hi. Can I help you? Told you we'd be by. As you probably heard, the factory is up and running, and though it's doing fabulously, we could use a little bit more water. And, and you know, I was saying to Roxanne the other day, you know who has a little bit of water? Our fantastic kind neighbor, Mr. Tolkien. Duncan. Right. So we thought we'd have a talk about it and see if you're interested in selling us your water rights. We pay well. Tell him, Roxanne. Ka-ching! Well... I do like to be a good neighbor. And good neighbor share, right? All right. Sign here. And so it was done. The factory built large pipes to the pond and started pumping the fresh, clean water. It wasn't long, however, before the water level began to drop. The nice banks dropped off into muddy banks, and the water that was left became stagnant and gross. Instead of a pleasant pool, Duncan now lived on the banks of a swamp. Are you almost done with the water? Sorry, can't hear you over all the money we're making. Tell him, Roxanne. Economy! The moral is that we need to be careful who we make deals with, and especially who we trust to be our friends. If we are wise, we will make sure that we are spending our time with people who will help us grow and respect us. On the other hand, if we aren't careful, the people we call our friends will take all they can from us and leave us dirty and ruined, like a spring that's been pumped dry. Looks like you've got some thoughtful kids again, Lionel. I think you're right, Fiona. What should I do about it? I suppose you'd better see if they have any questions you can help them with. Good idea. So kids, are there- Yeah, yeah, we heard you, Mr. Jacobs. I do have a question about what we've been talking about, if that's okay. Perfectly fine, Destin, what's up? Well, today you and Miss Fiona have been telling us that we need to stay away from people who will get us in trouble and people who just want to use us. But aren't we supposed to share God's love with everyone? Didn't Jesus hang out with people that were pretty bad? Yeah, and aren't we supposed to be good examples to the world of what God wants us to be? How can we do that if we stay away from people? Hmm, good questions. Yes, they are. I think to answer the majority of those questions, I'll say there's a difference between showing someone God's love and joining in their activities. It's true that God's love means we put other people first and think of them more than we think of ourselves, but this doesn't mean we should stop loving God. Well, yeah, 
I wasn't planning to stop. I'm sure you weren't. But God says in John 14, 15, that the way to show him that we love him is to follow his commands. And if we stop doing that in order to fit in with our friends, then we are putting them in front of God. And that isn't good. Okay, I know all that. But I wasn't going to stop doing what God says. I just wanted to go on a road trip. Hmm, what's hmm? Oh, I was just thinking about earlier. One of God's commands is to honor our parents. And I seem to remember someone complaining about how their parents weren't being fair and asking me and Lionel to talk some sense into them. Oh, uh, well, well, that wasn't, I mean, you didn't seem very happy with them. I know, Destin, I know. You don't think that's because of my friends turning me bad, do you, Mr. Jacobs? <laughs> no, I wouldn't start blaming all of our bad choices on hanging out with bad friends. We are responsible for our own decisions. And in the end, no matter who we spend time with, we always have the choice to follow God or not. Yeah, like respecting and obeying my parents. I know you wanted to go on that road trip, Laura, but I think you'll see in time that your parents are doing what's best for you, and you'll have plenty of chances to go on other adventures. Just wait a little. Okay, thanks guys. I guess I'd better go home and apologize to Mom and Dad. I got pretty mad at them earlier. Want a lift? I'm going that way. Sure, thanks. Can I get a ride to my house too? Why not? The more the merrier. All right. See you all later then. Goodbye, Lionel. Thanks for breakfast. Are you coming, Destin? Yeah, I just need to turn off the radio first. Oh, right. <laughs>